Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And it's finally here. We're very excited. The Season 2 Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, what, what's this? Oh, oh I recognise. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Now, as much as I like this theme, it does go on for a while. How much of this do you plan on playing? Oh, so you play the whole YouTube video. Okay. <laughs> See, sometimes we take a little long to intro the... Oh, this would be like an epic way to Game start. of Thrones does have the longest yeah. opening on TV, I think. Probably get the point here. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Like... <laughs> okay, okay. We can... So, you want me to stop it now? Uh, I would... Yeah. I try to start with something like epic and exciting for the listeners and just get shot down. <laughs> Game of Thrones. So just, uh, I guess, some, some information for the listeners. Me and Jonathan have not read the books. There will be no book three, book four, book five, book six spoilers in this podcast. We've just It'd be seen... hard to do a bit book six spoiler. We'd have to have oh, gone into the future or just be George R. R. Martin who's writing the, it at the moment. <laughs> um, but don't worry, there's no book six spoilers. <laughs> okay. Um, I didn't know book six wasn't out yet. <laughs> That's how out of the loop we are, or at least I am with the books, okay? We don't know what's happening with the books. We are just going to talk about season one and two. If you don't want season two spoilers... Go listen to our Game of Thrones Season 1 podcast. Obviously, a good way that you can come back to this podcast later is if you are subscribed to us on iTunes. It's a good thing to do. Or like Screen Verdict on Facebook. Yes, where we keep an archive of all the podcasts. So, yeah. Like us on Facebook. Maybe both is probably what people should You want to be safe. Yeah, yeah. Always, the thing is, a few of the uh, Game of Thrones characters know, not not a bad idea to have uh, your foot in two camps and a backup. <laughs> We've got a bit of a treat today, Jonathan, on the podcast, a bit of a special guest. You've got a, you got a present for me, Matt? No. Oh. No, we've got a special guest on the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, this, this is Game of Thrones uh, podcast, we're talking about Game of Thrones season two. Um, so naturally, we have someone who was on the show Survivor um, <laughs> on the podcast, because Game of Thrones, a show all about strategy, all about alliances, all about uh, betrayal and, and things like that. So um, I, thought, I thought, what better to have one of the uh, great Survivor strategists on the podcast. He was on Survivor the Amazon. Um, he uh, was also on Survivor All-Stars, um, but he didn't do as well on that, so maybe don't mention that. <laughs> and, um, and he has his own podcast, uh, Rob is a Podcast, which is a podcast I listen to quite a bit. Um, yeah, if you want to welcome Rob Sestanino on the line. G'day, Rob. Uh, good day. What is going on? Oh, you know, we've uh, got a Game of Thrones podcast lined up. Um, <laughs> uh, we've both gotten up early, 9am, to, to make the connection. And um, Sorry if I sound a bit sick. I've been partying pretty hard from the Game of Thrones final. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How hard do you party at the Game of Thrones finale? Oh, there was, oh, was epic. There was <laughs> epic <laughs> guessing games, points. There was chocolate prizes. Yeah, apple pie. It got pretty out of hand. Yeah, that is out of hand. Yeah, um, uh, you know, Matt, I'm glad you mentioned the tie-in between uh, Game of Thrones and Survivor because yeah. uh, much like on Game of Thrones, uh, on Survivor, 
you either win or you die. Yeah. Uh, that, that is true. And yes, there's a lot of scheming and plotting which goes on in King's Landing. Mm-hmm. But then there's also a lot of surviving the elements, like you're mm-hmm. up living on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's really, Survivor is as close as you can get to being on Game of Thrones. Yes, I would agree. I, I think that's fair enough. I'd agree with that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. an exaggeration, but yeah. uh, it'll it'll help the selling point of why I'm on a Game of Thrones podcast. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and and you're, you're well, Rob? Yeah, I'm doing great. I was just in New York. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, that is where I live. But I was in New York uh, this past week at the uh, Blog World Expo. I was speaking on a panel on building a successful podcast based on a TV show. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I met a lot of good contacts and then uh, came back here. And I'm excited to get into it with you guys. Oh, fantastic. Really fantastic. I've just, I've just got to check, Rob. We had a guest on last week. He was on our podcast and then got in trouble with his wife because he was meant to be doing the washing up while he was podcasting with us. Is your wife Nicole? The washing up? Yeah. He, he like said, oh, she sent me a text. She got home. I promised to I'd do the washing up before I got home. Is it okay with Nicole that you're on our podcast? Nicole. <laughs> is, it, is it okay if I do a podcast right now? She's not answering, so I'm, I'm assuming it's fine. Okay, good. We, we only want to break up so many marriages on our podcast. Yeah. Well, Nicole, luckily my wife is used to me doing podcasts okay. all day long, so it okay. should not be a, too okay. much of a disruption. Okay, that's good. If uh, if that had not been okay, I would have been a bit annoyed with you, Matt. I'd be like, well, that backfired. What'd you ask that for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I, I thought uh, in some ways the best way to tackle the Game of Thrones um, Season 2 was to go through some of the key players and see whether they have played a good game this past season or a bad game. I thought to uh, kick things off, it probably best to start uh, in King's Landing. On the on the throne, uh, we've got uh, King Joffrey, who became king late last season. Everyone's favourite king. Yeah, no, I think he's fan favourite Joffrey Baratheon. I was wondering what, uh, I guess uh, we'll start with you, Rob. What did you think of uh, the game Joffrey played this past season? Well, Joffrey was really a terrible king and a terrible player uh, in the Game of Thrones. Uh, You know, I don't know what uh, Cersei was thinking uh, way back when, when she decided to put him on the throne. But really, nobody in the Game of Thrones universe even likes him. And, uh, you know, it's like there's uh, numerous characters in the show that are just quietly hoping that he just gets off somehow. So I would not say that Joffrey is playing a, uh, a great game, but I did think he got a little upgrade uh, in the wife department on uh, this last episode. So that was a good move by Joffrey. <laughs> Trade up. Yeah. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Uh, that last comment. That's jo- jo- good. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Jonathan, about uh, Joffrey's game? I feel like Joffrey's just a bit of a placeholder for the Lannister family. They need him uh, there for their sort of claim to the throne. In terms of how he played, he's pretty much running the place terribly. Everyone wants him dead. It's basically Tyrion has to follow up everything he does, trying to undo all the bad work that Joffrey is doing. Hmm. In terms of his new wife, I don't know. I feel like she's a bit less trustworthy. A bit, she could be a bit tricky. I feel like Sansa's less likely to stab him in the back. Mm. Uh, but I'd probably do the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Can I ask you guys a question yeah. now? Yeah. You guys, have you guys read the books? Is this going to get uh, spoilery, or is this only on the TV show? We we have not read the books. 
Okay, good. Yeah, good. We're, we're, we're all not, in the same yeah. boat. No, no books reading for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm against reading books under any circumstances, so that's great. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I actually <laughs> had my last day at uni uh, oh. yesterday, finishing yeah. a master's in creative writing. Oh. So perhaps disagree with Rob uh, slightly on my stance about books, oh. but I uh, <laughs> have not read Game of Thrones myself. Okay. All right. How about this? Uh, I will, uh, whenever there's a TV show about something, then I don't need a book. They've done the hard work for me. Yeah, that sounds fair. I, I, I watched Dexter, but I haven't read them either, so okay. I, I agree with that. That's good. Yeah, with Joffrey, I have I was actually shocked that he did not die this past season. I, I thought he was about... I, I thought he'd be lucky to get past three episodes after last season. So I was a bit shocked he lasted that long, but it was through no... Not through anything that he did that caused <laughs> himself to survive. Tyrion and Tywin were definitely propping him up this season. I was very surprised that he ended the season still king. Yeah. I Yeah. Disappointed, even. Yeah. I was hoping in a Game of Thrones you're going to see maybe a few more plays of the throne and maybe a bit more throne changing. I think perhaps the one strong thing about that is if the throne changes once every season, it becomes a little bit like wrestling when you know that the it's like the pay-per-view where the, uh, the, the champ, the title, like the title holder mm. of the champion is going to change hands. So I think you've got to mix it up. You can't just have one uh, yeah. throne change per season. Having said that, I wanted Joffrey off this season. Mm. Yeah. Which I guess like uh, takes us to the hand of the king, or the acting hand of the king we have for most of the season, Tyrion Lannister. And now he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a pretty good player, and, and a fan favourite character too. Um, how do we think he did this season? I thought he did a great job this season. Mm. I thought he really emerged and played the best game out of anybody on the entire show this season. And uh, it was just very disappointing, though, to see him play this great game and get absolutely nothing to show for it once his dad showed up. Mm. Yeah. Tyrion is my favorite character on the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I thought he, he played uh, a great game, and he did have uh, nothing to show for it. He... Except, I suppose, that uh, the girl he likes, he's still with. She's still there. Yeah. Uh, so I guess he has that to hold on to. But in terms mm. of his place on the throne, the game that he himself said he loved playing, mm. uh, I suppose he didn't end up in, in a winning position. What's the name of the girlfriend uh, of that uh, Tyrion has? Uh, Shay? Is that her name? Maybe. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, let's, let's with go that. with that. Yeah, don't you think it's weird that nobody ever can put two and two together that they're actually the boyfriend and girlfriend? Even Cersei, who has spies everywhere in the kingdom, mm-hmm. that they mistakenly think that Roz is the girl that he's secretly in love with. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't you think that uh, seems like that at some point that they would, especially when she's sleeping in his room every night? Mm-hmm. Don't you think that they, they, somebody would figure that out? Yeah, I think the only person that does know is the eunuch. Mm. And I think they have an interesting relationship because they're often sort of playing games, trying to out-strategize each other, but they're not necessarily enemies. Mm. They are actually sort of holding some secrets and providing information with the other one. So I thought that added an interesting element, the fact that the eunuch knew, but he didn't sort of dobber in. Someone else should probably know this, though, right? Like, <laughs> just seems very convenient that nobody can uh, figure it out. And it does seem King's Landing is very high school esque, where uh, word travels pretty fast around King's Landing. <laughs> very hard to keep yeah. a secret. Yeah, I felt when she pulled the knife, 
on that other girl who found that Sansa had had a period. I was like, yeah. hmm, probably a mistake. I feel like she might tell someone that you pulled a knife on her. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Apparently not. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, Tyrion um, lost his hand of the king role at the end of the season, as, as Rob said, when his dad Tywin came in. This was very interesting to me because we started off, uh, like, this season it seemed like Tywin was losing heaps of battles to the Starks. He was maybe not doing heaps well. He had, like, a Stark as his, like, wine bearer or a helper out. I didn't even know it. Like, it seemed like he wasn't perhaps playing a great game. Then he just rocks up at the end, winning a battle. There's been some deal that, like, Littlefinger's sort of orchestrated. And now all of a sudden he's, like, uh, Hand of the King... He's won the big battle, he's beaten Stannis, like, things really turned quickly for Tywin, and we didn't see a whole lot of the the behind-the-scenes mechanics of that. Yeah, I liked uh, Tywin and his scenes with uh, Arya. I thought that was some Mm, interesting dialogue. Mm. Didn't really add a lot to the plot of the season. In terms of his game, turning up at the end with the army, just like, we won. It's kind of like, you didn't really earn that. You just seemed to Mm. ride the back of uh, Tyrion sort of Mm. defending King's Landing with his... Tactics with the wildfire and so on. And then Littlefinger setting up the, the Tyrells to come help. Mm. So even though I like Tywin and he seems like an intelligent guy, a good player, I feel like uh, he sort of benefited from others' success this mm. season. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that... I don't know what that Tywin, why he wants to be the Hand of the King. Mm. I mean, it doesn't seem like that great of a job. And, you know, the last couple of Hands of the, the Kings got killed before Tyrion... And why he wants to be the hand of the king for his grandson. Like, I'm surprised he just didn't come in and say, Hey, grandson, get out of my chair. I'm the new king. You're, you'll you be the my hand of the king. Yeah. You know? But yeah. maybe uh, for, for Tywin, that uh, you know, seems like a, a, good, a good thing to do. Now, should they allow horses in the Iron Throne room? Doesn't that seem <laughs> like they should have a no pets allowed rule, except for maybe service animals for yeah. some of the blind people in King's Landing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe especially if you're not going to, like, have your, your horse to go to the toilet before bringing it into the throne room. I thought that was a yeah. very weird way to start a scene. Yeah, just show, like, the horse, like, yeah, yeah. you can dump in the place. <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Uh, yeah, it's perhaps a good rule. Uh, but, you, you know, Joffrey's such a crazy king. Just anything goes with King <laughs> Joffrey. He's letting animals in there. He's causing bows and arrows in the in the throne room. Yeah, a lot of crazy stuff going on in there. I, I agree. Like, shouldn't Ty... Like, Jeremy, do you agree Tywin should just take the throne now? Like, surely he's got the power to do that. He's old. Nothing to lose. I feel like the people around him probably wouldn't stop him. Mm. But, uh... In this place of Westeros, people seem to want a proper king. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of, like, the the family, the bloodlines, like, who has the rightful claim to the throne. People, I don't think, would like if he just took it. Uh, I think it's not necessarily that good to be king either. People yeah. seem to want to get rid of those guys. People like Daenerys is still going to come after him. Rob and uh, Stannis. It doesn't... If he... Just because they get rid of Joffrey doesn't mean uh, the mm. people aren't going to look to get rid of the king. Okay. Fair enough. Let's let's move across to the Narrow Sea to talk a little bit about Stannis Baratheon, who is really the, the guy who this season made a big play for the throne. What what do we think of uh, his play for the throne and his tactics? 
Well, he was looking pretty good for a while there last week, I have to be honest. Uh, yeah. really looked like Stannis was going to go ahead and uh, go and take over the Iron Throne and rape all the women in King's Landing. And it looked like it was just going to be a good old time for Stannis and the guys. Mm. But uh, between the wildfire and the uh, other army that showed up uh, out of nowhere... Things really, it was a sort of miraculous turnaround. But I got to give Stannis credit. He was leading his army. I, I, that uh, People, they were dropping rocks on people next to him left and right. Yeah. It was a miracle he even survived that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was surprised to even see him alive this week. So I guess he's doing something right. Yeah, and he didn't even really get captured last week, did he? He seemed to be back in his sort of no. uh, planning room. I think it was his own army that yeah, pulled him away. Yeah, to yeah, get him back. Mm. So, yeah, Jonathan? I thought he was in a very strong position perhaps halfway through the season. It looked like he had his army. He could have teamed up with Renly's army uh, and yeah. like double the size yeah. with the Tyrells. And he has the um, sexy red lady with the smoke monster. Yeah. Which perhaps made her a bit less sexy in that particular scene when she gave birth to that. Yeah. But nonetheless, with those combined, it looked like he was in a very strong position, but uh, got rid of Renly. Yeah. And um, ended up sort of being outsmarted by Tyrion in a way in his uh, Siege of King's Landing. So mm. he's still around and he still has sexy red ladies predicting good things for him in the future. So I think he'll still be a, a strong player to come. But, uh, yeah, perhaps didn't didn't do what I expected him to do. Now, the smoke... No, yeah, sorry, Rob. I was going to say, no, it really seems like a mistake not to bring uh, the Red Witch to the battle. That seemed like yeah. a mistake. His his buddy sort of talked him out of that a few weeks ago and said, well, nobody will respect you if you take the Iron Throne with witchcraft. Or It's like, you know, if you bring if you bring your girlfriend to go watch the game with the yeah. guys, yeah. everybody's <laughs> going to think you're kind of whipped. <laughs> so I think that's kind of what happened there. But it would seem like a mistake in hindsight, especially after she has a smoke guy that could have killed uh, Joffrey while they sat in the boat. Now, I was a bit confused by this smoke monster because uh, I'd been led to believe that smoke monsters uh, could not kill people, <laughs> that uh, they had to pretend to be other people and convince, oh, yes. and convince <laughs> other people to kill other people. I didn't know that was they were allowed to do this. That's a good, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. But what you're forgetting is that smoke monsters can kill people Unless their name is written in chalk, uh, maybe on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and then if somebody else has written their names in chalk and they're mm. one of the six special people, then the smoke monster can't kill them. But everybody else is fair game. Ah, uh, so Renly Baratheon should have uh, become friends with Jacob from Lost. And yes. Things may have turned out better. What I liked about yeah. this was that it took one episode for something interesting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed yeah. to having to wait three, four seasons for the, the black smoke to be explained. Yeah, that was, mm-hmm. that was probably a good move off of the, <laughs> on the part of the writers. Which I guess uh, this takes us to uh, Renly Baratheon, Stannis' younger brother, the king in the High Garden. Um, how do how do we think like uh, he played this game? Because he he had a good army, had a, this relationship with uh, the the Tyrells, which could provide him with money. He had a strong army, big army, a likable leader. What went wrong for Renly? Well, a few things yeah. for Renly was he was doing good at one point, uh, but. You know, he had a don't ask, don't tell policy uh, going on sort of with with everybody mm-hmm. where uh, he wasn't he wasn't going to tell anybody, even though he was he was married 
and he had a, uh, a very a very attractive wife who's now Joffrey's wife, mm. and hopefully Joffrey has better luck with her. Uh, he was not able to rise to the occasion uh, in his in his dealings with with his wife, only if her brother was around. Yeah, but she was <laughs> she was open to the whole thing. So I guess it was a, that that I guess was going was going in the right direction, mm. but uh, yeah, the problem really is uh, he got killed by a smoke monster, and yeah. you did not see that coming. That was really <laughs> yeah. really no defense for that. Yeah, Sh- can we blame him for not seeing this coming, or did he get complacent? Like, is this something that we should be criticizing him for not seeing this? Or well, as yeah. he did get a little complacent with mm. keeping his secret. Mm. about uh, his orientation, because yeah. it did seem like everybody knew about it, yeah. uh, between the guy, the soldiers knew about it, uh, Lord Baelish mm. knew about it, so everybody sort of, it, it was not really the, that best kept of a secret. Mm. You should uh, ask Tyrion how he how he hides his girl. He did a yeah. good job of uh, <laughs> doing it to him. Yeah. I, was a big, good. Yeah. I was a big fan of Renly. I, I thought he was playing the game well. I thought him uh, marrying Marjorie to uh, team up with the Tyrells mm. uh, was a good idea. I liked him. I thought he was a good leader. I preferred him to Stannis of the, the two brothers. I, pr- I would have preferred to see if they did come to a battle that he came out on top. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it is hard to uh, uh, make plans to defend yourself against an unforeseeable smoke monster. Even when he had sort of the best fighter, the mm. the tall lady, I forget her name, yeah. In the room with him, she's probably she's possibly the best fighter on the show, the best defense to have, mm. and even she was no use against the smoke monster. Would the Renly move maybe have been to uh, pull a Saddam Hussein and have a body double, <laughs> um, so the smoke monster couldn't tell which the real Renly was? An SBC from the yeah. dictator. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, a body double for Renly would have been uh, advantageous for a number a number of different reasons. Yeah. Uh, one, the smoke monster could have killed uh, could have killed him, and then two, just another you know hot guy to have around yeah. <laughs> or eye candy yeah. for Renly. Yeah, yeah. Who, who wouldn't want to do it with themselves? Yeah, yeah, especially these kings on Game of Thrones that uh, are probably fairly self obsessed <laughs> narcissists. Well, that's my where it goes back to uh, Cersei and Jamie. Mm. Like, I feel like they're both like, oh my god, they're brother, they're twin brother and sister, mm. and they're and they're doing it. But I think at some level, it's really just narcissism that they're, it's the closest that they both can get to having sex with themselves mm. is to have sex with their with their twin, and that's kind of where. Yeah. I, that's why I don't think it's that bad the Jamie and Cersei thing. I think they're both just extremely narcissistic people mm. who uh, that's as close as they can get to having sex with themselves. They're very proud of the Lannister name. She referred to it as keeping the bloodline pure. Mm. I'm not sure yeah. that's how science DNA works, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I see your point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got, uh, and, and, like, it was very interesting, like Joffrey being like uh, their child, like at the beginning of the season, sort of Stannis sends out a letter informing everyone of this. And, uh, doesn't seem to cause the huge like ruckus that uh, that you would have thought that like that I think Ned Stark thought that revelation might have on the Seven Kingdoms. Like it seems to just provide a few quips for Tyrion Lannis, uh, for Tyrion, as opposed to sort of like yeah. people, people going, "Oh, now we've got to get rid of this Joffrey." I think sort of everyone was already on that page and didn't really do a whole lot. 
Yeah, maybe if uh, everybody was on Twitter on Game of yeah. Thrones, maybe yeah. there would have been a lot of retweeting of that. But yeah. it sort of went like uh, maybe yeah. that because uh, you know you have to if you want to tell other people something, you have to find another raven mm. and then tell it yeah. to go somewhere else. So <laughs> mm. word word of mouth doesn't spread that quickly. Yeah, yeah. Now um, I guess moving along to the King of the North. Rob Stark, or is yes. that, I sort of like to call him sort of a bit like Captain Wolf. Yeah. Captain Boring is sort of <laughs> my title for this guy. Um, I'm sure he'd make a good I think pick. the lack of originality in that nickname is kind of fitting as well. Yeah. You, you just got a bit lazy with the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, it's always he'd make a good king. What do we think of uh, um, Rob Stark? Well, Rob Stark really started off the season doing very well. That he seemed unbeatable, but uh, as of late, he's really gotten bogged down with this uh, girl that he met. And I don't understand what what the big deal is. He met this girl on the on the battlefield, like in Game of Thrones time, seemingly three or four days ago, and now he's married and really throwing the whole, upsetting the whole apple card. He was supposed to marry the girl from Frey, who wasn't cute, and then, uh, because he didn't want to marry her so bad, it's like he's uh, he's in a fight with his mom, mm. and so he just married some girl that he just met out of nowhere. It just seemed like uh, he's really rushing into things, this Rob Stark. Yeah. It was like a very teenager move, like, I'm angry at you, Mom, I'm going to go marry someone you don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very like much. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it, it was very weird, Rob Stark, to me. He seemed to play such a good game. Uh, like, he's winning all these battles, but it never seemed to really, like, he never seemed to me, watching the show, to get closer to King's Landing with all these battles he was winning. He seemed to get stuck yeah. about halfway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He kind of stalled out there. Yeah. He was kind of in between, like, continuing the march to King's Landing and then also going back to defend Winterfell. And he's like, mm. oh, I'll just pick up a chick in the meantime while I make up my mind. Like, Yeah. And this is what I didn't like about Rob. It's that, like, uh, when he meets this chick on the battlefield, she goes, oh, like, uh, you want to be king? And he was sort of like, eh, I don't really know what I'm going to do when we beat the Lannisters. And he didn't seem to have much of an end game, And he didn't really seem to want the throne. Which I don't like in my Game of Thrones players. I want them to want to win. Rule one of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like in some ways... Rock up, play a few hands, mm. sit out for a bit. Someone who maybe had a plan that got a little bit ahead of themselves, uh, a little bit out of their depth, was perhaps uh, Theon. Um, yes. Yeah, he, he had the plan, but maybe his uh, was not the best plan. Taking Winterfell. Not a good plan. No. Uh, and he seemed over his head. It seemed like everything was all good, uh, that he broke into the uh, Winterfell. He took over the castle with just a couple of guys. Uh, but it didn't even seem like anybody even took it too seriously that he invaded the castle. Mm. Even Braun was like, well, what are you doing here? He's like, yeah. uh, I took over the castle. <laughs> and, 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 and then uh, he's like, well... Go away! Get get out of here! And yeah. he's like, "No, no, I am. I'm the I'm the new Lord of Winterfell." Um, it, nobody really took him that seriously. And then even the, his own guys, they hit him over yeah. the head, and, and God knows where they're going to drop him off. Yeah, <laughs> take him back to his dad. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, um, yeah, that was very weird. Um, 
Bran uh, always seemed to be humouring him and then realised when he killed someone that that may have not been the best <laughs> move to do. Uh, but, you know, yeah. he's Bran's having a lot of dreams and stuff. He's got a lot on his plate. What are those interesting... Um, we we um, asked our listeners if they had any questions, and we got one about this uh, Theon uh, Winterfell thing from Brendan Taylor. Uh, he asked, what are your thoughts on the amazing disappearing army around Winterfell? And I found this very interesting, that apparently the reason Theon had to leave or in the last episode is because there was this huge army of North sort of Stark men waiting to take back Winterfell. But then when Theon and stuff leave, it seems like the kids are just on their own and they've got to, like, go to the wall. There isn't this army to rescue them. What happened to that army? I think what happened was that they... The Stark said that the Greyjoys would be allowed to leave unharmed if they just left Winterfell without a fight, Mm. except for Theon. Rob wanted Theon's head. Mm. So I can see why they just left without there being a fight. Mm. But I was confused as to why they let them burn Winterfell. Like, yeah. if, you just, if they just set your home, like, on fire, trying to burn it to the ground, you go, hmm, that might be a bit of, like, a violation of the just-leaving part. Yeah. <laughs> but the Starkmen just disappeared. Mm. I thought that maybe the guys from uh, the Greyjoys knew where the secret passages were to get out, and I didn't mm. think they just left out the front door. Mm. Um, so that, that's one thing that I, that I was thinking yeah. of. But, Going back to where Theon also played a bad game uh, this season, mm. uh, when he accidentally uh, had sex with his sister, I also thought that was a sign of things to come for Theon uh, this season. It's, it's a bad move when you when you don't recognize your sister and then you have sex with her. Yeah, definitely not not the move to to be playing. This is uh, a uh, well trodden ground for uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> when I saw him first. Uh, hitting on this, uh, this girl turns out to be this sister of his. I just like it's happening again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got to uh, be be careful. The Game of Thrones uh, with with the incest. It's good to check what family someone's from, maybe before doing it with them. Yeah, I'm not sure where uh, George R. R. Martin's uh, family, how yeah. that's laid out, but I'm sure yeah. it's probably very awkward if you actually are one of his sisters. Yeah. If he has an attractive sister. Like, wait a second, yeah. yeah I'm not sure how close <laughs> they'll be. Yeah. Why are you writing all this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, I heard it in a thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> you coming to Christmas dinner? Yeah. Mm. And obviously, um... A favourite of ours, Jonathan, uh, little Rick on Stark. Do you think he made it closer to the throne this season? <laughs> before What's the, with all the walnuts? Before the yeah. final, you said, oh, Jonathan, in the season two final, do you think Rickon will survive? Yeah. And I was like, who's Rickon? And you were like, <laughs> we had this exact same discussion on our season one podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for all the listeners, who is Rickon? He's the youngest Stark kid <laughs> who, like, gets one line each season. <laughs> And will clearly, by the end of book five, probably be on the throne. Do we want to give a verdict for his one line this season? Yeah, not greatly, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. And he loves walnuts. That's all we know about him. Yeah. Mm. Now, taking us across the sea to someone who is the mother of dragons, is a Targaryen, and... um, has a, a rightful claim to the throne. Well, at least I hear her saying those three things a lot, so <laughs> they're probably true. Uh, what do we think of uh, Daenerys's game the past season? 
I thought it was a pretty solid game. I thought she's she's doing good, and she's my uh, my sleeper right now to uh, be the one to end up on the Iron Throne at the end of this. I feel like I don't see anybody else out of these other contenders that are out there. I don't think that anybody else makes sense, and we've spent so much time in these first two seasons on Daenerys. If she just is going to come back with these dragons, and then uh, they're going to, and then they're just going to like you know kill her or kill the dragons. Seems like that's going to be pretty anticlimactic. So I feel like that this is eventually where this is all going, that she comes back with these dragons and takes over. Mm. I thought the most interesting thing that happened in season one was the reveal of the dragons in the finale. Because yeah. we had whispers of like white walks and some supernatural things. The dragons was the first time we really got to see them. Mm. And I thought this would have an impact on the game. Around episode three or four of this season, I was like, the dragons have not grown at all. I am not going to get to see these dragons in action this season. And they did sort of do a little something in the final episode, but I think it's still going to be another season or two before Daenerys' dragons are... Hmm. Big enough for her, to, her make, for her to make her run. Yeah, which could be good. Like you, do, you might want to play a long game in the Game of Thrones. This could work out well for her. I did think it did seem very promising that such small dragons could cause so much damage by That's taking true. out that guy. When these guys are big, they are going to be pretty unstoppable. I would imagine. Yeah. Hopefully they're better trained than uh, Tyrell's horses also. We yes. don't want them, uh, you know, pooping fire everywhere. <laughs> what, what are our thoughts on dragons being allowed in the throne room? Is that... <laughs> Cause yeah. I, Can she party train the dragons? I don't know. I would hope so. Yeah. So this this could be something really exciting to see when we eventually see it. Could um, have them in the kitchen just yeah. mass cooking meat. Yeah. Daenerys is probably my favourite character on the show. I think she's great and definitely my pick to be on the throne at some point. Which I think would be good to see a woman on the throne and see some interesting things there. But um, it's interesting where she's in now because uh, the you had the, the 13 of Quoth who ran this city and two of them took out everyone. They slit everyone's throats in a pretty awesome scene. She's now killed one of them and locked another in a vault Seems like she's now running this city. So what, how do you feel if you're one of the people of Koth who's just uh, got a new leader, someone who just rocked up a week ago, is now running your city? I am interested to see how Koth became the greatest city in the world, seeing as the whole the, their entire leadership system just killed themselves in about a week. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't even Daenerys really causing yeah. the trouble. It was just them all backstabbing each other. How did it become the greatest city if they all kill each other? Front stabbing, really. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, yeah, very interesting to see what happens there. If she just says to everyone, hey, uh, great news, everyone at Quaff. We're going to war. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take the Iron Throne. <laughs> You're all conscripted. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Where's Westeros? We never yeah. even heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the boat. Isn't that going to take us, like, two seasons to get there? Yeah. <laughs> I checked the map of Game of Thrones the other day, and Koth is such a far way away from <laughs> Westeros. It's, like, the furthest place on that map, almost. Yeah. yeah, think about how long it took Stannis to get just to King's Landing this season. That was, yeah. like, he was, like, four episodes, five episodes on the boat. Like, yeah. maybe, hopefully that uh, Daenerys, like, goes on the boat most of in between season two and three. Mm. And maybe it, she's, like, already at you know, yeah. halfway, halfway there mm. by the end of the, uh, by the time the yeah. third season starts. Do, do we, do we think this will be like Lost 
where uh, traveling time will take less time as the series goes on. Like, because in Lost, it seemed like first season or two took about a season to get from one thing on the island to another. By season five, they're like going to like five locations an episode. I'm not sure. I just hope her navigation is better than Rob Stark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, just just take like a few episodes to marry Jorah Mormont. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, now, let me ask you guys yes. something about Daenerys. Yes. Well, she had that scene with Khal Drago mm. uh, in the episode. What did you think that was? That the Was that the magic? Was that her really uh, seeing Khal Drago? Uh, mm. What did you think about that? I thought it was the bald guy's magic sort of house that was doing that. But she has talked in the past about having dreams. Yeah, I thought it was the magic of the house. What do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, I thought it was a vision somehow that, like, the the magic ball guy would sh- somehow show you into your dreams or into your thoughts what you'd want to see. Mm. I thought it was, like, a projection or something. I didn't really think that Carl Drogo had been brought back. Though I would like that, because he was awesome. Mm. It was very good. Okay, well, we have all the political intrigue and excitement, everyone jockeying for the throne. If that's a bit too interesting for you, uh, that's okay because they've got plenty of scenes at the wall in Game of Thrones. Yeah, the um, wall is pretty terrible. You know, they just did... So, we don't really need to talk much about the wall. Long story short, Jon Snow, he goes out there, he meets some girl from the Wildlings. She sort of, she sort of takes him to their camp. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but... There was a big twist or a big revelation at the end of the season, North of the Wall. And that's that this is apparently a zombie show. Who knew? Yeah. What do we think about the zombies that we saw at the end of the season? I don't know. I think that everybody in Westeros is pretty much screwed. I mean, I don't (laughs) understand how the show could be the same show as we've seen the first two seasons once the White Walkers... Come, come down. Now, I don't really understand what the White Walkers are up to, yeah. but they seem like a very well-organized zombie <laughs> army. And this yeah. is very frightening, I would think, because it's one thing to have zombies. It's another thing to have a, uh, an organized zombie army. Mm. And uh, I don't know how you, you... How do you kill what's already dead? Mm. Yeah, very good. And they don't have Rick Grimes around or any of the Walking no. Dead crew to help out with this. Um, I think I, I think I, I um, tweeted um, at the end of uh, the Game of Thrones episode. I was like, I think this is. Uh, I didn't know that season three of Game of Thrones and season three of Walking Dead were going to be the same show. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens there with uh, with the wall. Jonathan, what do you think of the zombies? I was a little disappointed. The first few times I got a glimpse of the White Walkers, I thought they looked kind of cool. They were the big, these big, tall, dark creatures. You couldn't quite make out the features, but they had these awesome blue eyes. And then here, it's just like, oh, they're zombies. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the ca- that was just really lazy character design. Yeah. Though I wasn't sure if there was a difference between White Walkers and perhaps people just risen from the dead, because the guy that seemed to be leading them, mm-hmm. he looked a bit different. He was kind of all that white and yeah. black skeleton-y kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So he looked a bit cooler, but generally I just thought that was a bit lazy. It seems like a sort of like a, a low-budget horror film coming up. Zombies v. Dragons. Yeah. Mm. Which I would watch. Yeah. Uh, but it does sound a bit cheap. Mm. Yeah. So there's sort of us going through the players and, and things of Game of Thrones. Uh, what were, I guess, our final thoughts on this season of Game of Thrones? And, and maybe our expectations for what might be there in season three. 
I thought the season was uh, very, very good, but I think that the first season was better. And I think that uh, a lot more happened in the first season. Hmm. As it, you know, other than last week's episode, which was great, which was all took place hmm. in King's Landing, the rest of the episode seemed like you watched it and there wasn't really like one big story uh, as much as there was last season. Hmm. It was really just like all over the place. And it was like getting like uh, an update on everybody every week as opposed to uh, getting a story really being told, except with the exception of uh, the great Blackwater episode last mm. week. Yeah, that's definitely the highlight for me of the season. John? Yeah, I would agree that there weren't enough individual events. It was just a lot of talk of a long game this season, which is interesting, but we didn't have the, like, sort of the surprise character deaths. We didn't have the throne change. Uh, we didn't have as ma- I don't think there's quite as many plays, like Littlefinger betraying Ned Stark. Like, I thought that was, like, a really great episode in season mm. one. Yeah. In season two, we did have Renly getting killed, but I felt th- there was a bit less of that. It was a bit slower, more of like a, a long point of view. And at the end, I thought I wanted a bit more to happen in the in the last like two episodes. I feel like we're not really in that different a place from where we were at the start of the season. Mm. So yeah, I, I, I love watching it. Uh, it's still a great show, but yeah, I, not quite as much happened as in mm. season one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was a pretty... Uh, I did not think this season really was a step down from season one, but I probably did not enjoy it quite as much. So it maintained consistent quality, but I preferred last season. I thought there were some greater moments like uh, the Golden Crown episode <laughs> where that douchey brother uh, gets killed yes. and, and things like Just some great Tyrion in the duel with the guy, like, they're just season one, seen to have a few more highlights and things that I look back on with, oh, that was such an awesome moment, uh, the Ned Stark thing, yeah. Do we want to give a screen verdict for the season? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, we've, we're up with our, the, the shows and movies we review, we give a score out of ten, and, I don't know, with this season, I will give Game of Thrones a eight and a half out of ten. Game of Thrones Season 1 was one of the first podcasts we did, and we didn't actually give a rating out of 10. Would mm. you like to give a rating, a retroactively screen verdict oh, Season 1? Oh, uh, okay. Um, nine and a half out of 10. Nine and a half, eight and a half. Yeah. Okay. I'm of a similar opinion. I'd give Season 1 a 9 out of 10, and Season 2 an 8 out of 10. Mm. Very what, uh, Rob, what would you give the seasons out of 10? I will give uh, season one a 9 out of 10, and I will give season two a 7 out of 10. Ooh, Ooh. bit of a gap. Bit of a gap, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, I sometimes go into a bit of uh, my relationship issues on the podcast, don't I, Jonathan? I've been to do that on the past. And um, Rob had, on his podcast, had a, a love cast, which I called in on, um, <laughs> and, and shared my relationship problems on that podcast, too. And I just wanted to thank you, Rob, uh, for the advice you gave. Haven't asked the girl out yet. We'll do it next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. don't put it off, because no. you never know when the White Walkers are going to come or, or yeah. whatever. That's a good point. Uh, you know, there's no, no time yeah. like the present. Yeah. We'd also okay. like to return the favor, Rob. If you'd like to ask any us any relationship <laughs> advice questions, we're in no position to answer them, but we will do so. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you caught me so ill prepared. Uh, let me see. I have this uh, sister 
Oh. And uh, oh. I feel like uh, that lately there's Very been a lot things. of yeah. uh, the sexual tension going on <laughs> mm. uh, between us. And uh, I'd like to make a move, mm. but I, I don't know, uh, you know, when is the time right for something? How do you bring something like that up? <sighs> That's a good, uh, good question. How much does she look like you? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay. Maybe, over, like, maybe after a movie? Who watches a movie with their sister in the first place? I don't know. Uh, Hypothetically speaking, uh, should we should we get into it and uh, some little whippersnapper uh, 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 catches us? Mm. Any advice? Beheading's probably frowned upon these days, right? Like that's sort of a bit more of a Westeros sort of move. Just throw them out the window, you think? Yeah, that could be the that could be the play. I say it's a bit of a gamble. They say it's a bit of a, a coin flip as to how your children will turn out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could become king. Uh, could go crazy. So, yeah. Or both. Yeah. 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 If you're a gambler. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I was think about it. Thanks, I, guys. I know you also like the Mad Men, Rob. Yes, um, the Mad Men. You love the Mad Men. Are you caught up on Mad Men? Of course. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan hates Mad Men. (laughs) I'm finding this very irrelevant, and I'm wondering where you're going with this, but I'm not a fan of Mad Men. Yeah, this is like like in a housekeeping segment sort of thing that I forgot to announce, but anyway. I I do some work for a website, goldderby.com. We cover Emmys, we cover Oscars, and uh, you and Jonathan might be able to help me out with this. I, I have an interview with Sally Draper next week, right? Oh, wow. With, yeah, with... Um, in Sherpa? Yes. Sherpa? Yes. That's, I'll, I'll work on the pronunciation of her name before I do it. But I've got an interview with her. Have you, on the last episode of Mad Men, her character has her first period. And I feel a little uncomfortable talking to a 12-year-old girl <laughs> online about themes like that. Um, yes. What's what's the best way to bring that up? Uh, <laughs> in, in what way? I mean, I don't think it's. You're not talking about her period. Uh, no, no, so no, no, I don't no. think it's. I think you're in the clear. I okay. think you could talk about you know the incident on the show where yeah. Sally became a woman. Yes. Uh, how did they deal with it on Game of Thrones? Is that what? What did they, what yeah. did they say? Well, I didn't. Uh, but Sansa is a woman now. Is that yeah. what they said? Mm. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, Sally Draper was treated a lot better than uh, Sansa uh, was on Game of Thrones uh, in the episode, yeah. So I, I, do you have any tips, Jonathan? How do I broach this with her? Let's be direct. Ask yeah. her, you know, like, if she's had her period. Like, could she relate to it? Was it real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll see what it's I It's only do. awkward if you make it awkward, Matt. I guess. I guess. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and with your accents, I think that, you know, there's nothing that you guys could say that wouldn't come across as charming. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. So I think you have a little bit of leeway there. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to speak to, like, Christina Hendricks last week, which was fun. That was, well, yeah. Talk about, about, talk about the, the, the Red Queen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 No. Um, so we got to get into her big decision on the show. Yeah, decision yeah. is not the word I expected after big. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I know you don't like talking about Mad Men, Jonathan, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get off that now. Just, uh, just quickly, speaking of goldderby.com, uh, yeah. Rob, I'm wondering if you're aware that you have a nemesis. 
Oh, oh no. Oh, okay. Who, who's my nemesis? Well, you're, I think you're the second, what I'd refer to as, celebrity guest on our podcast. Yeah, we've had a few of our mates on there, but... Uh... The other one being Tom O'Neill from GoldDerby.com. Yeah. And okay. uh, I'm not sure if this is a direct quote, but I think it was something along the lines of, there's no way the Rob Sestanino podcast will get more downloads than my appearance on Screen Verdict. Oh. Yes. Yeah. No, because uh, his one really lit up the internet. Uh, at least for our pod, uh, compared to our other podcast. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how you go compared to Tom. Yeah, like, you're in a bit of a draw. battle with Tom O'Neill. All right, well, yeah. what's, the, what's the number I have to beat? Uh, About 250, I think. 250, 250 downloads? downloads? Yeah. 50? Yeah. So, Please. <laughs> so, I'm not sure whether Rob's insulting Tom or us more. Yeah. With that response. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Then, uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And, and, and who is this character? Tom. What is his name? Tom O'Neill. He's the uh, Tom O'Neill. He, right, right. Put write that him down on my enemies yeah. list. He, <laughs> he's written the book on the Emmys. He's the book on Emmys. Literally written the book on the Emmys. I don't think of so. Uh, well, I'm I'm gonna wait until the uh, TV show comes out to read that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't read the Emmys book. You watch. You watch the. You watch the Emmys instead. Yeah, oh. that's right. You're not a true Emmys fan, Rob. <laughs> no. But then again, we wouldn't be true Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> so I retract that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. So thanks, Rob, very much for um, guesting on our our little podcast. Uh, it's been a lot of fun talking the Thrones, uh, talking the Game of Thrones with you. Thanks for rolling the dice with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- thank you, thank you guys, and uh, I appreciate you uh, having me on. And uh, if you want to, you know, uh, hear more from me, uh, either follow me on Twitter. Uh, I-, I just I just set this up today. Oh, you go to robhasatwitter.com. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you go right, go right to my Twitter, and mm-hmm. then rather than people trying to figure out how to spell my last name or uh, go to mm-hmm. anytime, Rob has a website dot com. Okay, Twitter guys, follow Rob on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> um, right. Except for you, Tom O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> Watching you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be um, surprised if a smoke monster shows up at your, your <laughs> uh, empty party. Oh, <laughs> Rob, take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the smoke monster move. <laughs> Bold move. Yep. Thanks a lot, Rob. Good to talk to you. All right. Um, and uh, stay warm because winter is coming. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty cold morning. Winter seems here. It is actually winter in Australia, but by Australian standards, that means about like 18 degrees Celsius. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, He's not going to get one Celsius. Celsius. I, I, yeah. I have no uh, no concept of oh. it. Is that what is that? Is that forty degrees? Is that sixty it's degrees? It's like sixty or seventy. It's not that. Yeah. It's not that cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, winter didn't really come that much in uh, the season. You know, I was expecting it to really be. Didn't seem like we had much of a climate change in Game of Thrones season two. Mm. It does, you said in our season one podcast, Jonathan, that like if you had a family slogan, you'd want it to be right more than half of the time. <laughs> I don't remember saying that, but that's quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Rob, and um, have a great one. You're recording a podcast tonight, aren't you? Friggin' Five. Yes, the, the yeah. Friggin' Five is back once again. Yeah, very excited. So um, I'll be checking that out. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cheers, Rob. Cheers. Okay, yeah, thanks. thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye.
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Pretty nice guy. Yeah. Backstabbing a lot of people on Survivor, but uh, nice on podcasts. <laughs> We've got one more little treat for our listeners. A competition for them to enter. Ah, we do have a present. Hmm. Yeah, and um, this is a competition where you can win a copy of the first Game of Thrones book. Um, we haven't read them. Um, but uh, I hear, we hear good things. Yeah, we hear they're a good read. Um, yeah, we probably should Rob have won't be entering. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, you can win a copy of the book. Uh, season one, the slogan for Game of Thrones was Winter is Coming. Okay, which is also the Stark family slogan. Season two, the tagline uh, that HBO used was war is coming. I don't know. Uh, I feel like something's going to be coming in season three. We're going to make season three predictions. Although, I don't know, maybe you'd argue that uh, we saw not as much winter as you would expect in season one and not as much war as you would have expected in season (laughs) two from those taglines. But our competition has come up with a tagline for for season three of Game of Thrones. Yeah, so perhaps based on your impressions of where season three will be going from the show, perhaps mm. you might know a bit about the books. No spoilers. No, no, no book spoilers. spoilers. No. But yeah, what you, you think could be a good tagline to describe season three, mm. go to our Facebook, like our Facebook page, and just post your tagline for the season three to enter the competition. Pretty simple, just one line, just typing one line on Facebook. Yeah. And the best one, the one we think is the most creative or the most funny, yeah. will win a copy of the first Game of Thrones book. Yeah. So, very, very uh, exciting. Here's an example of what not to do. Do not send in an answer. Joffrey's killed halfway through the season, and Daenerys' dragons grow up, and she starts to make her move is coming. That's not um, good. Okay, <laughs> we want some clever creative thing that is just based off season two uh, and what your expectations are, not what you know to be true in season three. So that was a game, a Game yeah. of Thrones mm. and a podcast. Yes, it was the Game of Thrones. fun rolling the dice. Stop using this stupid game analogy. There's no dice in Game of Thrones. Yeah, but like in games there are. Hey, did you see the, uh, the... Just, let's finish the podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, we could end the podcast with it. It's pretty long. I'm getting tired. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed the game, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll, uh, catch you guys next week. Because that's how long it takes for the Game of Thrones theme music to finish. Yeah. Yeah, you're not stopping the podcast till this track finishes, right? See you then. This is way too long. (laughs) Don't press the stop.